Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. The Deli. The Deli. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 The Deli. Jace. After five location changes, I knew this was the place for us to be. There was a leak in my organization, and I wasn't having any more excuses. I tightened down on my circle, and now we were eight deep, including me. After massive poisoned and killed over 20 people in my party, which caused the cops to fuck with me every day of my life, I couldn't make money as easily as I could before. This change was necessary for the operation. We even tried showing him the same consideration he showed us by poisoning him too. But every piece of food he ate was inspected. Even the clothing he used was brought in by a special linen cleaning company. When I got out of my limo, my bodyguards, Kevin and Anthony, checked my surroundings thoroughly. When the coast was clear, I followed them into the G's Deli on Good Hope Road in southeast D.C. Hello, sir. Everyone's in the back waiting, said Paris, a neighborhood girl I trusted to run the counter. She was young and dedicated to moving up in the ranks. Since there wasn't a lot of places I could use a female... I told her to start with look out at the deli. If she continued to prove her loyalty, I'm sure I'd be able to find her something else. There's one thing you can never have enough of, and that was loyal people. Ain't that the truth? Thanks. Is my cousin here? I asked. No. He called and said he wasn't feeling well again. Ever since the poisoning, Tony had been off. We were able to get him to the hospital in time for them to help him, but his mind had never been right since. Massive killed all those people to get to me and failed. And it was only because I had Cray, Sean, and Paco get some beer from the outside, which I drunk instead. That's why I was still alive today. Mostly everyone else who drank Massive's poison liquor died. As I walked towards the back, Anthony stayed at the door to deter any customers from coming inside, and Kevin followed me. We were closed until our meeting was over, because I had a few things to discuss with my squad in private. I... If he calls, come back and get me, I told Paris. Yes, sir. I moved towards the back of the deli, but before I walked into the room, he walked inside to make sure everything was okay. When it was, he said, everything's good, sir. Thanks. I walked inside and Kevin stayed outside at the door. Most of my crew were there, and I was ready to tell him about the new direction we would be taking. Sup, Jay, said Crayshon. How's it going, boss? One of my new men said. I sat at the table they were seated at and folded my hands. I knew they wouldn't understand my reason for our next move, but I was running the shop, 
and I was going to do what needed to be done. As you all know, we own pretty much all of Southeast D.C. We're the single source of the manufacture and distribution of crack cocaine in these areas. But by the end of the week, we'll be the single source of the entire city. What? Crayshine laughed. I thought we was going to move slow, especially after that attack from Massive. Fuck moving slow. We move slow enough and the money's not coming in how I want it. It's time to push. Don't you think we'll get some flack from the people we distribute to? Paco said. They buying from us, but they won't be able to move it if we take their territories. Yeah, we gonna catch plenty of flack, but they gonna catch more. Then why fuck with it? Asked Paco. Because I got plans to take D.C. now and Maryland later. Why move to Maryland if I don't even have D.C. yet? We need D.C. I need D.C. Whoa, this is a serious move, Crayshawn added, and a heavy one too. But we can do it, I assured them. I want what I want, and what I want is D.C. Callie know we making this move? Crayshawn asked. Although me and Callie had our rift the night of my birthday party, I kept him on his muscle. He didn't need to come to our meetings, and I never invited him, because I still couldn't trust him as far as I could see him. Then why are you keeping him around you? Like he literally came in and disrespected you, disrespected uh, Harmony, even though, you know, that shit was accurate, disrespected your house. Like he's disrespecting everything. He disrespected the, he, you want to know which areas he disrespected? The nigga disrespected from the windows to the wall. Everything. Everything he could. Everything he could. Everything had to go. And you still fucking with him. If somebody came in my room and told me that my wife was pregnant with their baby, we ain't cool. It ain't going to be after time passes. It ain't going to be none of that. And how much time has passed anyway? Because the last time we checked, Callie was in Houston being a drug connect for the niggas that he killed in Houston. And probably cutting Harmony's baby out of her uh, uterus. I don't say belly. I'm not four years old. I don't say that the baby is in Harmony's belly. That's just weird. If you're an adult, you know where the fuck the baby is. So don't be like, it's in her belly. They cut the baby out of my belly. I'm right, right? <laughs> I'm mad that I had to Google that shit, which I, I was right. I knew I was right, but yet the fact that niggas keep on saying it's drawing in the belly just makes you like, come on, y'all. Let's stop fucking me up, okay? <laughs> Let's stop fucking me up. Let's all work together to make sure I know exactly what's going on at all times. Because when y'all say shit like that, even to see your kids, I'm like, no, it's not. It's the uterus. There's no fucking way that the baby transfers from the uterus to the belly. It's not like overnight the uterus just pops and then the baby is sitting in the belly. You know what happened if the baby was sitting in the belly? They fucking burn up because of the acid that's also in the belly. The stomach. The stomach. Why the fuck am I saying the belly? You know what belly is? Belly is that horrible fucking movie from the late 90s that had a great intro and everything else is fucking milk. If you don't believe me, listen to Hindsight. Movie reviews. That's my other podcast. We discussed Belly. We also discussed New Jack City. We discussed a lot of shit. It's great. Belly. Sheesh. Callie and Tony Watt will be brought to speed when it's time. Proud of my decision to change things up a little, Tony Watt handled our connect. But ever since he got poisoned, I had a feeling he was the reason we were losing kilos of cocaine at a time. 
He claimed he had a package delivered of a certain weight, but when our customers got it, it would always be short, so Callie's the one who's doing it. And I'm not talking about a little short either. I'm talking kilo short at a time. Nigga, you literally said I had a feeling he was the reason we lose losing kilos of cocaine at a time. You don't have to reiterate that it was kilo short. Like, you ain't gonna say it's the, I felt like we was losing kilos of cocaine at a time and then be like, when our customers got it, they'd be a little short. I'm talking about, you know, an ounce. No, nigga, it's a kilo. We know it's more than a kilo. Tony would claim it was our connect, and our connect would tell us to fuck off when we told him we needed to weigh each individual pact prior to money exchanging hands. So I found a solution for everything, and part of my plan was taking Tony off the weight. So now what, Crayshawn asked. For starters, this is our new meeting spot. I looked around. Whenever we transport, we'll transport using one of the five company delivery vans we purchased out back. The only ones driving the van will be Paco and four other drivers I just hired. People will think we're making food deliveries or we're delivering something else. Sounds like what Grand did with the ice cream trucks, Crayshawn said. Nah, we stopped for no one but our customer. We're also changing our connect. What? Paco said. Why? Because he had an issue when I requested that each kilo be weighed by one of our people before purchase. He claimed my pops didn't do business that way, so he wouldn't handle shit that way with me either. So you think he was the reason supply was short? Crayshawn asked. Either that, or mismanagement on Tony's part, or... Or what? Paco asked. Or one of my men been stealing from me. I looked at all of them seriously. I want them to know what I was putting on the line for the sake of loyalty. They also need to know with all seriousness that if I found out someone in my camp was stealing from me, there would be problems. I had come to the conclusion that I will be a far worse enforcer than my father ever could. Are you sure about that, nigga? Are you? Your dad literally murdered a girl as she was walking across the graduation stage. Do you know how many people witnessed that? He probably had to kill a few more people to get that taken care of. And then bribe a lot more people. He probably had to bribe the principal. The principal was probably like, stood up. She got her diploma. He shook her hand. He pointed off into the crowd. She looked thinking that it was her dad taking pictures. And it was his dad with the Glock. Pat, pat. That probably cost like $9,000. She probably wasn't a good student. I mean, it's, it's fucking massive, daughter. She was probably a massive asshole. But still, 9000 give or take. What about Callie? Paco said. If we talking about trust, he need to be here too. Come on, man. Don't start that shit, Crayshawn said. I told you to drop it earlier. Drop what? I asked. We were talking about a few things before you got here, Crayshawn started. And I don't know if you know it, but Callie been out of town a lot lately. I know he owe people, but I think he's doing a few business deals on the side. It's a heavy statement, man. You better be sure it's true. I'm not. But if you want, I can find out for you. Yeah, do that and get back to me. Muscle or not, if Callie was stealing from me, there will be serious repercussions. I also want to let you know that I heard a few dudes said a massive is building shops in Southwest and Northeast DC. That's what sparked my reason for taking over those areas. Not only do I not want this motherfucker to get money in my city, but if we continue to allow him to eat here, he'll eventually move us out altogether. And with the new whips y'all driving, I know y'all don't want that. They all nodded in agreement. We moving on Southwest DC tomorrow night. With the other areas right behind them. What? Crayshawn asked. They all looked up at me. 
That ain't enough time. Plus, Porter Don ain't letting up off them spots that easily. Fuck Porter Don, I told him. Especially after I find out this nigga's working with Massive. I could tell by the looks on their faces they didn't know that. Jace, you the boss and I respect that. But you can't go after Porter Don with the power we got by tomorrow. I'm all for taking some shit, but that's too soon. We don't got enough manpower. We got enough. How? Crayshawn laughed. We only got about 100 niggas we can call on at any given time. The rest have to be flown in from L.A. To fuck with Porter Don, we gonna need at least 500 niggas. We got more than that. Everybody laughed. How many? Paco said. Because I'm with Crayshawn, give or take a nigga or two. We have access to 1,000 men. They all laughed again. Boss, I don't mean to make light of what you're saying, and definitely on what you're trying to do, because I know it need to be done, Crayshawn started. But we ain't never had access to a thousand men. We do now. Well, how it go up from 100 to 1,000 in less than 24 hours, Paco asked. Because now, we fucking with the Russians. Part 3. Present day, Green Door, Adult Mental Health Care Clinic. Northwest, Washington, D.C. Miss Phillips, some of the things you did don't seem to have been necessary, Miss Christina Zom said. Like what? For instance, stealing the girl's earrings or leaving the baby in the house by herself. It's almost like you enjoy causing drama. Well, I didn't. Do you think you're capable of love? Real love? I can't say that I am. Nobody ever taught me love except for my father. What about when you were with Jace? Did you feel love then? No. But I think I did when I was with Monkey. There was something about him that was unconditional. Even when I was with Jace, I always felt like if I did the wrong thing, wore the wrong thing, or even said the wrong thing, love would be taken away. I guess he wasn't taught love either. His mother died, his father wasn't there, and he was basically in the same shoes as me. What about your kids? Did you ever really love your kids? No. I can't say that I ever did. Tough lessons, three years later, Harmony. I had two three-year-old fraternal twins I didn't want, and I hated them for it. Turns out I wasn't pregnant with one, but two babies. Because of them, I went from living in a mansion to living in a shelter called the Star of Hope in Houston, Texas in less than 12 years. My face was slashed, my stomach was ripped to shreds, and when people saw me, they either gawked or ran. The only thing about me that I liked was that the fact that my body was on par. So men didn't mind fucking me if I turned around and let them hit it from the back. It was the only way I could keep a little money in my pocket, since I couldn't keep a job. I was sitting on my cot, trying to get out of my chore for the day, which was helping to clean the kitchen. Everyone had chores, and I hated bathroom and kitchen duty most of all. While I was going through one of the two bags I owned, which included mine and my kids' clothes, one of my Spanish fly-by-night friends walked up to me. She stayed in the shelter, too. Although I never had a real best friend, if I was going to have a best friend at all, she was it. She knew all about Callie and Jason, my trolls back in D.C., and never told a soul. She was so easy to talk to that sometimes I forgot I barely knew her. We had plans to get an apartment together when we got jobs. Together with four kids between us, we were prepared to share a room if we had to. Wait, three years later? What the? Why? Are we going to go back three years to find out how Jace handled it with the Russians and Massive and all that shit? What the fuck?
three years. A lot of shit happens in three years, my nigga. Like, I know as you get older, time goes by a lot faster, but three years is a pretty substantial amount of time to just be zipping on through. Who the fuck is a daddy? Call me now. <laughs> All my old school folks know where that is. I, I, I know who the baby daddy is. Call me now. <laughs> Whew. Y'all kids who's listening, first of all, thanks. Second of all, why? Third of all, y'all do not know the pain of having to have a cell phone with actual minutes on it. But even worse than that, you don't know the pain of being attached to a phone in your house and having to pay to call niggas. And I don't either because I was never dumb enough to call somebody where it was like $4 for the first minute and $12 for each additional minute. Never. Even when I couldn't beat that level on Metroid, I did not call. I did not. Sheesh. But three years. The fuck happened? How do we just decide? Okay, we just going to skip past everything and get here to where she's in a cot. Not worried about the fact that Callie and Cherry and Nut cut her fucking stomach open. We just go straight to the fact that her stomach is like a jagged little pill now. And we just keep it moving, huh? Okay. 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 Harmony, we got some smoke, Marisol Hernandez said in a thick Spanish accent. I'm not doing the Spanish accent. I made my mind up on that long ago when I uh, was reading uh, Coldest Winter Ever. I don't, I don't do accents. If y'all want voices, that's cool. I can try. I ain't going to try hard. I ain't going to try for a long time either. And if I do a voice one day, I might forget to do it the next chapter. So is it really worth it? Is it? I mean, is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah, why do you go, buddy, ready, Mr. Wheeler, it? Yeah, why do you go, buddy, ready, Mr. Wheeler, it? I didn't think so either. Let's just keep going forward. I looked around and said, girl, you better put that shit down before somebody see it. Look at you being all scared, she laughed. Bitch, fuck you, I joked. Jaden and Maj- Majesty, M-A-D-J-E-S-T-Y, Majesty, 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 not Majestic, not Majesty, Majesty, dude, you mad musty. That's Majesty's little sister. Oh, Mad Jesty and Mad Musty, huh? Okay, all right, cool. At least Jaden got a real name. I mean, Mad Jesty. I don't know how I'm going to make that work for me. I'm going to try. I'm going to try hard. Majesty. I'm just going to say Majesty. But you see how it keeps wanting to put in that D, Mad Jesty. Whew. I said, referring to a small space a few feet over from our cots. My kids were nosy as shit and were liable to tell one of the staff members if they overheard us. When they were out of earshot, she said, you want to hit it with us? We're going out back. Yeah, let me get somebody to watch my kids for me, I said, standing up. Who watching yours? Uh, I'm not sure. She hesitated walking over to her cop, which was not too far from mine. But school is out, so you could ask any of the high schoolers. Stop lying, bitch. I know you know who watching your own kids. I walked up to her. Harmony? Nobody really likes watching your kids. They too bad. She turned around, looked at me, and then looked away. 
The scar was hard for people to look at up close. And sometimes I use it for my advantage to intimidate motherfuckers. And your kid's not bad? Didn't Louisa and Rosa just get in trouble for stealing a kid's toy the other day? Harmony, please, she said, walking around me. Nobody's kids are as bad as yours. I looked at Jade and Madge just... See? No, not Madge, just see. <laughs> I looked over at Jade and Madge just see. Majesty, that is just, that's interesting. I looked at Jade and the Majesty across the way, digging into Miss Tammy's bags and shook my head. Sometimes I felt like dumping them off, but I didn't want shit coming back to me. And to think, the day Callie, Nut, and Cherry stole them out of my body and left me for dead in Monkey's house on the floor, I prayed that God would bring them back to me. Now I feel like they're nothing more than two bags of luggage God has burdened me with. I didn't think I would make it out alive that night. But someone heard me screaming and saw three people running from the house with two babies. The witness called the police and the ambulance came and saved my life. It took 10 blood transfusions, but eventually I survived. And since I didn't have insurance and the focus was just on saving my life, they stitched my face up recklessly and sent me on my way, leaving me scarred for life. It took them three weeks to find my baby. The three of them were caught hiding in a Super 8 motel. They said the babies had long umbilical cords still attached to them and they were smaller than they should have been because they weren't feeding them right. When they found them, they convicted Callie for murder and attempted murder. Nut and Cherry were charged with accessories to his crimes. The trial was in the papers nationwide and for six months after, I was able to sell my story to writers for money. So if it was nationwide, then why the fuck didn't Jack, uh, uh, Jace know? If it's nationwide, I mean, you know, he, he between Callie and you, it's two people he cares about at least a little bit. Why wouldn't he find out? Why is he still trying to find out who's dealing the drugs or stealing the drugs behind his back? You know it's a kilo, y'all. It's more than a kilo. It's at least a kilo. Now nobody cared, and every day of my life I lived in fear, not knowing when or if Callie would ever be released from prison. Nut and Cherry were out already, and I wondered where they could be. I never understood why they felt the need to help Callie, and I guess it never would. After the trial, everywhere that I moved, he'd find me and threaten to kill me when he got out. So I got tired of looking over my back and eventually moved to the homeless shelter, where a lot of people were around me at all times. i have been here for six months, and although I wanted to move now, I couldn't find a place to live because I couldn't keep a job. Did you know I'm moving tomorrow? I found a place, Marisol said, skipping the subject. Oh, really? How in the fuck did this bitch find a place? She didn't have a job either. I thought we were moving together. What happened to that plan? I didn't think you were serious, she said with a dumb look on her face. Were you? I mean, we barely know each other, Harmony. You can come visit me, though. Oh, but you know me enough to be in my business every day, huh? While we were talking, Jaden started screaming, and I walked over to him and slapped his face. Sometimes, for whatever reason, beating them made me feel better. It helped get some of the hate I had for the world out of my system. Why'd you just slap him? Fuck that. What happened to our plan? I can't take you with me, she said in a low voice looking at my boys. A good opportunity dropped in my lap, and I gotta take it. And what opportunity is that? You know Mr. Ramsey in the men's part of the shelter? Yeah. Well, he inherited a house. His mother died and he has an extra bedroom in a large house in Galveston, Texas. All I have to do is pay for the groceries and me and the kids can stay there. Mr. Ramsey, I said confused. 
I thought you didn't like him. I didn't, she said, but you know how it is. He has the ability to help me and my family and I need his help. You would have done the same thing. She was right. Who's staying in the house with him? He has a son. He's about 24. He'll be there too. I knew immediately what my plan would be and it was all thanks to Marisol. Wow, I know you happy, I said nudging her. But you know you're going to have to give up that pussy if you want to stay there for good. Yeah, she said, looking down at her hands. I have to do what I have to do. But he said he's going to marry me, so I won't be just some whore living in his house. I'll be his wife. I was enraged. I was jealous. I was mad. I mean, for real. What gave this bitch the right to have a come up? Why her? Why not me? Someone who's been given a tough break from the beginning. Where was my chance at life? Where are your sisters going to go? Marisol's two sisters lived there too. They ended up at the shelter when their entire apartment complex burned down. After her grandfather, who also lived in the building, dropped a lit cigarette on the floor. He died and so did 40-something people right along with him. Marisol and her sisters were a few of the only survivors. Look, we about to hit this joint outside, she smiled. It's a going away present for my sister Ariel. If you want to join us, we'll be out back. But hurry, you know how they are. I'll be out in a minute. When she left, I thought about Mr. Ramsey. He was the one man in the shelter and kept telling me how attractive I was, so I couldn't understand his sudden interest in Marisol. The scar on my face didn't seem to bother him, and I hated him for it. I hated him for trying to make me feel like I was still attractive when I knew that I wasn't. It embarrassed me when he called me pretty or sexy. But now he held the key to a life out of here and I wanted to use it. I walked up to Jaden and Majesty fucking shit, and saw Jaden playing with a doll. What'd I tell you about that? I asked him. Not to. That's right. You play with cars, not dolls. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Look, y'all stay right here and don't move. Do you hear me? Why, Majesty said. Where are you going? Look, don't make me cave your chest in, I yelled at him. Stay right here. Okay, so first of all, y'all already know boys can play with dolls just like girls can. Uh, I don't know how to break this to y'all niggas who didn't know this. Probably white people. White folks seem to be the most incelly out there. But, I mean, black folks, I've been in these black father groups. These niggas got some thoughts. And they're so wrong. Oh, my God. They're so fucking wrong. Like, it's just so fucking awful how fucking misled these guys are. And it's like, who fucking loved you when you were growing up? Who taught you wrong and right? Like, what? But, y'all don't like your boys playing with dolls. I understand. I don't understand. But I understand that y'all niggas are stupid. For not letting your boys play with fucking dolls. They don't, you don't let them play with kitchens either. You're fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid, man. That's stupid. But you don't let them play with dolls. But then you let them play with fucking G.I. Joes and Transformers. And, 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 and when they was younger, fucking He-Man and all that kind of... What the fuck do you think those are? They're fucking dolls. They're fucking dolls, man. Stupid. You're fucking stupid. Let them girls play with cars, too. Because... As it turns out, your son is probably getting coddled by his mama and don't know how to change the tire anyway. And so uh, the girl going to have to know how to do it anyway. Out of both my sons, Majesty was the most rebellious. I would be too. Shit. You name me Majesty. He wasn't as calm as his brother, Jaden, and it pissed me off. He said to hate the world as much as I did. 
If I come back and you move one inch, I'm going to drop kick both of you. How the fuck are all these other adults seeing and hearing this shit and ain't saying shit? I mean, seriously. Get them kids taken away. It's what she wants in the first place, but get them taken away. They're not safe. I'm sick of people in this book just sitting back and watching. Nobody wants to be that person, but somebody's got to be that person. Eventually, somebody's going to have to stand up and do the hard work in order to save a fucking child or two. You're fucking stupid. Um, with that, I walk towards the men's section of the shelter and ask someone to get Mr. Ramsey for me. Women weren't allowed on their side. It took about 10 minutes for him to come outside and a smile spread across his face when he saw me. I seductively walked up to him and said, Mr. Ramsey, long time no see. I don't, I don't know. Like, that's why I don't do voices. Like, what? Mr. Ramsey was in his 30s. And with me being only 21, I was still considered a tender young thing to him. He had a lot of gray hair to be 30-something, but wasn't very clean or attractive. If he cleaned himself up, though, he wouldn't be that hard on the eyes. Well, what did I do to deserve this visit? He said, walking up to me, licking his dry, cracked lips. He placed his hands on my shoulders and massaged them oddly. It was like he knew I would come to him. Now that I think of it, I was starting to believe it was his plan all along. Maybe he knew Marisol would tell me that he inherited the house because he knew she told me everything. I hear you moving. And I'm wondering why you weren't going to say anything to me. Not even a goodbye. What? You don't like me no more? He smirked. Of course I do. He smiled. He smirked and he smiled. Go from a smirk to a smile, ladies and gentlemen. I'll wait while I try and do it too. That's fucking weird. Hold on. I got to wait for y'all, though. No, still difficult. I tried it while I waited for y'all. I waited three seconds. Catch up. Well, I came up on some property in Galveston, so I'm leaving tomorrow. Well, I'm wondering why you didn't invite me and my kids and why you chose Marisol. Because I didn't think you were interested in me, beautiful. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I could see my ugly reflection in the browns of his eyes. I was nowhere near beautiful. Whenever I walked over to you, you acted like I had the plague or something. Like you didn't want to be bothered, sexy. Well, you were wrong, I said, wrapping my arms around his waist. And then I looked around us. And when I saw no one looking in our direction, I cuffed his dick. And if you let us move in with you, I'll show you better than I could tell you. My plan worked perfectly, and by the end of the day, he let Marisol know that she would not be moving in with him, and I would instead. Marisol walked around all day long with an attitude. I knew I had to leave because I couldn't fight, and I knew she wanted my blood. I even asked Ramsey if he had a few bucks for me and my kids to stay in the hotel until the morning, but he said all of his money was tied up on stuff for the house and that I would have to wait. I wish he hadn't told her it was me who was moving with him, but now it was too late. I was in the bed halfway asleep with the kids in the bunk next to me when someone grabbed me by my hair, covered my mouth, and dragged me out of a side door. I tried to kick and fight, but there were too many of them. When I got outside, Marisol and her sisters jumped me. They kicked me in the stomach, head, and legs multiple times, yelling stuff in Spanish. They wanted me dead, and I knew it. When they were tired, they stopped, and Marisol stooped down. Perra, ¿cómo pudiste robar mi hombre? Puta. Yeah, what he said. But just imagine it in a um, higher pitch voice, I guess, because he can't do 
voices either. So ain't neither one of us going to be able to do Marisol's voice. Don't matter. Just, uh, you know, imagine it. Imagine it. Do you know what I just said, bitch? Marisol asked me. I wept and remained silent. I said, how could you steal my man? And if you didn't have children, I would kill you. Why would you translate that to her? If you were going to translate it to her, just fucking say it in English. Like, what? What? You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to. You know what no one ever did for me in my entire fucking life? They never fucking translated pig Latin for me. Them motherfuckers will be saying all sorts of shit in pig Latinish, and then just look at me and giggle. And I knew they were talking about me, but because I couldn't figure out pig Latin, it was just, ugh. Like, fuck y'all niggas. They never said, you know what we said about you? We said, you got ashy feet. Which they wouldn't say because I was fucking wearing shoes. How the fuck would they know if my, my, my feet were ashy? Also, you know what I found out this year? I didn't find it out this year. Yeah, I found it out for sure this year. White people and people other than black people use lotion. Wait for it. They use it because they get ashy. How the fuck do they know? How do they know? I had to scratch down somebody's uh the back of their hand to see like a little line of white that then faded right back into their white. It was like white on white crime. It was like, how the fuck do you know when this is happening to you? Anyhow. Yeah. You one lucky bitch. Ariel said with that Marisol took her foot and slammed it against my face. I passed out cold. Miss Burns harmony six fucking years later. What the fuck, people? We have now zoomed nine years into this shit. How the fuck are we going to figure out what's going on with Jace's life? Is he dead yet? Is Massive dead yet? I bet you they sum it all up within like two sentences, though. Miss Burns, Harmony, six years later. It was early in the morning, and I was in bed with Ramsey when I saw the door slowly open. It was my nine-year-old son, Jaden, and he was creeping in slowly, just like I taught him. Ramsey was snoring, but that didn't mean anything. I seen him wake completely out of a snore and jump out of bed when he wanted to. So Jaden had to be careful. Very careful. When Jaden got to Ramsey's jeans on the floor, he picked them up and grabbed his wallet. Then he opened it up and removed some money. When he tucked the money in his pocket, he put the wallet back undetected. I remained in bed for 10 minutes before following him into his room. If Ramsey wasn't so fucking stingy, I wouldn't have to resort to stealing his shit. Usually the best time to hit him up was after he had a long night of drinking. But lately he had been getting drunk outside the house, and when he came home I'd be asleep. Between both of our alcoholic habits, it was tough keeping money around the house. I walked into the twins' bedroom and took the bill out of Jaden's hands. I could smell the stench of their pissy mattresses because they never went to the bathroom at the right time, and I got tired of cleaning up behind them. If they wanted to live nasty, then I decided to let them do that. How much you get? I said, opening the bill. He had two big $2 bills, he said, referring to a 20. Do you mean a $20 bill? I asked. I guess. I shook my head and said, why the fuck you ain't take all the money? Because last time I took all the money, you got mad because you said if we took too much, he knows something was missing. Are you getting smart, bitch? I asked. Nah, ma. He ain't getting smart. He just reminded you of what you had said. 
I smacked the hell out of Jade and then walked up to Majesty and stared him down. I was sick of his rebellion when I was disciplining Jaden. Whenever I disciplined Jaden, Majesty had to get involved. You know, I'm sick of you talking back to me. I'm not trying to talk back to you, Ma, but you asked my brother to do something, and he did it. So why you gotta hit him? I was just about to gut punch him when Ramsey walked into the room. You asked him to do what? Ramsey said, drinking out of a bottle of vodka he hid from me. Bastard, where the fuck he get that from? And when he start hiding liquor from me? Nothing, baby, I said, walking up to him. He put the bottle of liquor to my lips and poured it down my throat. And why are you hiding out on me? Where you get the bottle from? You can't know all my secrets, he smirked. What you want for breakfast? I asked, tucking the money further into my pocket Jaden had just stolen. He liked to grope me a lot, and I didn't want him to find his own money. Whatever you making, he said, slapping me on the ass. And hurry up, I'm hungry. When he was gone, I walked up to Majesty and said, You better be lucky he didn't hear your ass. If you fuck this up for me, I'ma kill you. We live here rent-free and he pays for everything. The last thing I need is a loudmouth kid talking back. I wish they never found your ass when they cut you out of my body. Say that now. He stepped back a little and then looked up at me. I wasn't sure, but something told me before it was all said and done, he would try to kill me. Ma, I'm not going to be the one who fucks it up for you here. If anything, you are. That was it. I had had enough of him. Looking around the room, I saw an iron on the dresser. I grabbed it, plugged it up, and Jaden started crying. Go close the door, Jaden. No, Mama. Close that fucking door. When he did, I directed my attention back to Majesty as I waited for the iron to heat up. Jaden's whimpers were getting louder. Nobody calls on this lady. Nobody at all. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody. Like, we're just going to make everybody the worst people in the world in this book, huh? doesn't matter where it is, state to state. Everybody's awful. Okay. Shut the fuck up before I put it on his face instead of his thigh. When it was hot, I knocked Majesty to the floor and took the edge of the iron and placed it on his inner thigh. He normally screamed and tried to run, but this time he didn't. Instead of screaming, a tear fell down his face, so I pressed it harder against his leg. He wiped the tear away and smiled. You can't hurt me no more, he said. Then he lifted the pants on his other leg and showed me burns I didn't place on his body. That meant he had been burning himself. Same way you started drinking because somebody else taught you to deal with the pain, he learned how to love the pain. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I backed away from him and stared in amazement. If I couldn't keep him in fear, how could I control him? And then it dawned on me. I couldn't hurt him, but I could hurt Jaden. Maybe it'll hurt more if I burn your brother instead. The smile was wiped off his face and said, no, don't, don't do it. I'll do whatever you ask me to. Good. Then start by listening to me. I'm sick of your back talk and I'm not going to take too much more of it either. Do I make myself clear, majesty? Yes. I was losing control of majesty, and I knew it was just a matter of time before shit hit the fan. Cuter than you, Harmony. Ramsey was always up under my ass. I couldn't go to many places without him. If I went to the store, he took me. When I came home and cooked dinner, he helped me. I couldn't catch a break. But over the last month or so, things had changed. We weren't even fucking no more, and I had to find a better alternative to fit my needs. 
That's where his son Duway came in. Duway, for real? Duway. Duway was two years older than me and a great fuck. The only thing about him was his temper. Unlike his father, he flew off the handle most of the time and it reminded me of Cali. When he got like that, I left him alone. Duway sold dope and had moved out the house recently to stay in an apartment with his girlfriend in Houston, Texas. So we couldn't see each other like we used to. I couldn't count the nights we used to sneak off to the basement when everyone was asleep to get our nightly fuck on. After missing that good dick, he finally called and told me he wanted to see me tonight and that he had something to tell me. I wondered what it could be. I wonder if it means you burned him. Shit, like seriously. Also, six years later, they, I just realized Miss Burns, Harmony, six years later. Like, what, are you burning them now with the, with the iron? Motherfucker. Shit. I walked into the bedroom to see Ramsey getting dressed. He pulled out his good cologne, his socks without the holes in them, new jeans and new shirt. I was so excited to see him leaving without me so I could fuck Dewey that I didn't bother thinking about where he might be going. At the moment, he didn't bother telling me either. Where are the boys, he asked me. Over at Renee's house. I think they may be spending the night, I said, brushing his hair and dusting invisible dust particles off his shoulders. I stood behind him and looked at him through the mirror. You got me confused, Harmony. I mean, do you like Renee or not? No, but she serves her purpose as far as the boys are concerned. I don't know why you even bother, especially after the rumor that the boys are nasty started. It don't mean that it's her. Do you really feel that way? Or is it that you just don't care? So what? You saying I don't care about my kids? I'm not saying that, Harmony. I'm just saying you could be a little better mother if you tried. So wait, you turn this all on me? I'm not turning anything on you. But what I am saying is that you could do a little better job as far as they're concerned. They be over there more than they be at home. You sure that's good? Ramsey... You drink just like me all day, every day, so please don't talk about parenting. You're right. At the end of the day, they ain't my kids, are they? I'm not going to let you bother me none, I smiled. He turned around and put his arms around my waist and pulled me to him. You know I love you, right? I know, I smiled. How come you never tell me you love me back? Because it's better to show a person love than it is to tell them. Truth was, I didn't know what it was to feel real love. I was damaged, but again, I can say the closest thing I felt to love was when I was with Monkey. Where are you going? Out with a few of my dudes. We getting some drinks. You want to go? Nah, I'm good. Okay, well, let me get up out of here, he said, grabbing his wallet. I'll call you before I come home to see if you need anything. He paused and said, hey, did you see an extra $20 bill around here somewhere? Nah. Okay, well, I'll call you later. When he left, I called Dewey again, trying to figure out where he was. It didn't matter if he came when his father was there or not, because after all, he was still his son. But when I called Dewey and he didn't answer the phone, I figured he was on his way. His Dewey. Waiting impatiently, I went to the liquor cabinet and downed a whole lot of vodka. The warm feeling going down my throat felt good and relaxed me instantly. I was about to swallow some more when someone banged at the front door. I quickly opened the door to see Renee. But my kids weren't with her. Renee was short and brown-skinned, with medium-sized breasts and a tiny waist. She wore a low haircut like a boy and had a cute face. Her boyfriend sold dope, and he kept her fly, and she loved showing me her new purses. Little did she know that I gave up chasing labels and stuck with chasing the bottle.
it worked better for me. What is wrong with you banging my door like that? Are the boys okay? I asked, looking behind her. She bombarded her way inside and sat on the sofa. A sly look covered her face. I know, she said evenly. I know everything. I closed the door and sat on the chair across from her. You know what? You know what I'm talking about, Harmony. And the question is, what are you going to give me to keep your secret? And I don't want to hear that broke shit either, because history shows that when a nigga caught in a bind, he always rises to the occasion. When I thought about it long and hard, I knew what she was talking about, but I wonder how she knew. My boys didn't even know, so how does she? What are you talking about, Renee? You smoking or something? Because you coming over here acting real crazy. Do you really want to play this game, Harmony? Or do you want to tell me what you're going to do to keep me quiet? And please don't tell me you don't know what I'm talking about, because I know you do. Unless you hide more secrets in a little bit. My kids couldn't tell you because they don't even know. What are we talking about? The fucking money? If they don't... Do way. Talking about do way? Something? I don't know. They didn't tell me anything. Now I'm done answering your questions. What do you want to do? Pay me to be quiet? Or do you want me to tell Ramsey and anyone else who will listen? How much do you want? $2,000 should be enough. $2,000? I yelled. I don't have that kind of money. If I did, I wouldn't be here. I know you can get it. But you got to be up for trying something different, though. How? Get Ramsey to put you on his life insurance policy. And then? And then you kill him. What? I said, not thinking I heard her correctly. Look, it's not even that hard, she said, standing up. I've done it before. All you have to do is convince him to put you on his insurance policy. And when he does, you wait a few months before you kill him. Nigga, for $2,000? Also, if this is... <laughs> if she's like, you can give me $2,000. All you got to do is commit murder. All you got to do is kill the nigga. And then I can have 2000 measly ass dollars. $2,000. That's the number I came up with in my head when I closed my eyes and I thought about it real hard when I was like this, just my eyes closed tight when I was like this, I was like this, I was like this, I was like this. And then a number just came in my head and it was like, and I was like, oh my God, if she wants me to be quiet about whatever vague thing that the author isn't fucking talking about, I'm going to need two thousand dollars that sounds like some dr evil shit when he used to be like we will hold this person hostage we'll destroy the world unless you give me 100 million dollars and everybody will laugh and then he'd be like wait i meant billion 100 billion dollars <laughs> you're gonna give me two thousand dollars you know what that sounds like when your kids used to come up to you and be like, I got money, daddy. And you'd be like, how much do you got? And they'd be like, I got, I got 10 monies. The fuck is 10 monies? How much is it? Like, seriously, I want to know. Is it mine? Did you get it out of a drawer? Did your mom give it to you? Like, what is 10 monies? Now I'm curious. Is it the paper that, is it, is it the money that folds or the money that jingles? It makes a jingle sound. Is it brown? Or the silver. It's brown. All right, cool. You got 10 monies. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got 10 monies. You good. You good. One day, I'm not proud of this, but it was when I was a teenager, so I think I'm justified with saying that the statutes of limitation to pass. 
one day there was a little kid in my family who will remain nameless because obviously they were stupid. Um, and they had a, a, a dime in their hand. And I wanted the dime. So I traded them the dime for a nickel. And they took the nickel because the nickel was bigger. So I had convinced them that that was more monies. You've done this before? Sure have. And if you tell somebody, I'll deny that shit. Anyways, you don't know who I'm talking about. Just know that killing somebody is easier than people think. If I realized it earlier, I would have done it more times than not. You a crazy bitch. Yeah, but I'm a rich bitch too. Look how you live, Harmony. You got a slashed up face because you can't even afford a good plastic surgeon. Your kids smell like piss and you hiding a big secret. You tell me, whose life is better? The fuck is the big secret? This ain't going to be like WrestleMania or, or, or WWF back in the day when they'd be like, what's inside the egg? And they did the what's inside the egg thing for like months, my nigga, like every episode of Saturday Night Mania or whatever it was called back then. It was it was before Raw, but they for months drew that shit out. What's inside the egg? Gene Okerlund was like, hey, we're going crazy trying to figure out what's in the egg. And nobody knew it was in the egg. And then we found out the egg was going to hatch on Survivor Series. That was the first fucking warning because survivor series back then was around november around thanksgiving that was the first fucking warning and it was an egg on thanksgiving but we were kids and we were stupid and so we were all excited when they opened up the egg and a goddamn turkey hopped out and the gobbledygooker hopped out and did some dances and nobody was amused by that shit, except for the WWE, which everybody had paid money for to come in and see what was inside the fucking egg. And so then he became, y'all don't give a fuck. Anyhow, I guess I know who started the pissy rumor now. What rumor, nigga? Your kid's room smell like piss. You did it on purpose, remember? Even if I were thinking about doing something like that, the murder that is, how would I go about killing him? Unlike you, I ain't never done no shit like that before. There's plenty of ways to make a murder look like an accident. You cook his meals? Yeah. Well, does he have any desserts he likes? Anything real sweet? Yeah. Jello? Sweet potato pie? Shit like that. She smiled and said, What you do is you go to the auto body store and buy some antifreeze and mix it in his desserts. Ladies, gentlemen, if y'all are hearing this, please do not do this shit. Because if they go back through your fucking podcast history and they see this shit oh my god if i go to jail for one of y'all niggas putting antifreeze in your baby daddy or your baby mama's fucking milkshake i'm gonna be so fucking put out <sighs> buy some antifreeze and mix it in his desserts antifreeze is sweet and he won't taste it in his food how the fuck you know antifreeze is sweet who the fuck experimented on that shit ain't it poisonous Give it to him a little bit over a time, and before you know it, he'll get sick and die. I couldn't believe what she was saying, but what I couldn't believe even more was that I was considering murder. I walked over to the cabinet, grabbed some vodka, and thought about what she was saying again. She had just given me an idea I never thought of, although I doubted she would benefit off my consideration. After all, I knew she would blackmail me forever for I went along with her plan, and Ramsey showed up missing. Nah, me and the kids had to move away from this bitch altogether. After she left, Dewey came over an hour later. He looked so sexy that I kissed him the moment he came in. I needed to come after hearing that Renee knew my secret because it was the only thing that made me feel better when I was upset. She really knew. A secret I had kept to myself for nine years.
I knew Dewey had a girlfriend and didn't give a fuck. I wanted him and he wanted me. When we made it to the basement, he leaned up against the wall and dropped his pants. I got on my knees and took his thickness in my hands. Then I looked up at him. He winked and I stuffed his dick all the way into my mouth. He got hard in a matter of seconds and he grabbed the back of my head, pumping into me. Spit covered his dick as I allowed him to gag me over and over again. He had so much spit on his dick that you could barely see the brownness of his skin. Get up, he told me, and turn around. I want to get into that pussy. From the back, he banged me over and over in my wet pussy. It felt so good, I came after the second thrust, but I didn't want him to stop. We fucked for 20 minutes straight until I came five more times to us too. After we did us in the basement, we got dressed and he said, I ain't going to be able to see you no more. Why not? I asked, stopping what I was doing. I'm marrying Diamond. He walked up the steps leading out the basement and I followed him. Diamond, I said, not knowing her name. Why you got to marry her? Why ain't it enough to just live with her? She's my girl, Harmony. And I came over here just to tell you that. So you will fuck me first and then tell me you don't want to see me no more? Nah, you fucked me, remember? After we were dressed, we went upstairs and almost forgot we were in his father's house. I wanted him to tell me why he was cutting me off. I was tired of not having somebody for me. All my life, I was second best, even when I thought I was first. So this it, huh? Yeah, we got us a place at Plum Creek Apartment in Houston. Why the fuck would you tell her where you at? I don't know exactly what I wanted from him, but I knew I didn't want him to leave me. But that's exactly what he was doing, letting me go. He was at the front door when my kids came in. Sup, little niggas? He said, taking Jaden's hat off and palming his head. Ramsey just got them both fresh haircuts the other day. Where y'all been? At Renee's. We miss you, Dewey. Majesty said. When you moving back? Never. I got my own place now. Majesty stepped back and appeared angry while Jaden put his head down in sadness. My kids both liked him a lot and wanted the father figure I never allowed them to have. How could I? One out of four niggas could be their father and I didn't know which. So what this mean? You're not going to fuck my mother no more? Majesty said, looking dead into his eyes. Since you moving out. Dewey stopped in his tracks and my mouth dropped. I don't know what shot me more. The fact that Majesty talked so recklessly or the fact that he knew our secret. I'm going to check you later, homie. He said, softly punching Majesty in the chest. Then he turned to me and said, Majesty, I ain't supposed to be telling you this, but I fuck with you. And I fuck with your kids. What is it? I said, unable to handle any more bad news. You got to get out of here. You're not safe. He walked out the door and I was right behind him on his heels. What do you mean I'm not safe? Son, Ramsey said, walking up to the house. We both didn't see Ramsey there. We were so caught up in the moment. Everything was happening so quickly. First with Renee, now with Dewey. And then here was Ramsey. Did he hear us? What's going on? Dewey looked at his father and then at me and walked to his car without speaking. There was something he was trying to tell me, but he wasn't trying to tell me in front of Ramsey. Ramsey and me both watched Dewey get into his car and pull off. What I miss, Ramsey said, walking into the house, with me following him. He palmed the boy's heads like he always did, and then stepped into the living room to take off his shoes. He seemed to get out of here pretty quick. Did you two have an argument or something? That's your son, not mine, I said. He came over looking for you, and then the next thing I know, he had to go. Wow. That's odd. But he did say I'm not safe here. Do you know what he's talking about? I'm just as confused as you are. He was lying. So what are you doing tomorrow? I want to take you out to eat. 
He walked into the bedroom, took his pants off, threw them on the floor, and sat on the edge of the bed. Nothing. Why? Where are we going? Nowhere big. I'm thinking of one of the restaurants in Houston. So you may want to put some nice clothes on. He walked into the bedroom, pissed with the door open, and said, Oh yeah, bring the boys too. Bring the boys? You never want to go anywhere nice with the boys. You know I don't have any good clothes to wear. Well, I do want to take them now, he said, giving me no real reason. Then he closed the door. I took this moment to go through his pants while looking at the door periodically in case he came out. If I heard the toilet flush, I would stop what I was doing. But it didn't take long for me to find a piece of white paper in his pocket. There were two numbers on it. One was Marisol's, which made me mad, and the other caused my heart to thump. I looked hard at the number, thinking I was seeing things. Or maybe he knew someone with the same name I knew all my life. And then it dawned on me. How many people in the world had the name Jace? I couldn't think of but one. I took the piece of paper, ran into the room, and grabbed the boys. We took everything we could grab by hand and got out the house. I never saw Ramsey again. The more shit changes. 2003. Five fucking years later. Harmony. What the fuck, people? My two-bedroom apartment was hot as hell, and the fan I had in the window wasn't cooling off shit. Every window in my place was open, and all it was doing was blowing more hot air inside. My life turned out to be nothing as I planned. Here I was, 31 years old, with two kids 14 years of age, and I didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I hated the world. I hated everyone, and I was starting to hate myself, which makes sense if you said you hate everyone. You are part of everyone, my nigga. You ain't that important. I was sitting in the living room, trying to adjust the fan when someone knocked at the door. It was early in the morning, so I knew someone must have wanted to borrow something. Majesty, hurry up and bring my plate, and then go see who's knocking at the door, I told my son. He had just made my breakfast. And Jaden, bring me my coffee, I yelled. My coffee consisted of one part coffee and three parts brandy. Ma'am, Majesty yelled. I said, bring my food, tell your brother to make my coffee, and go answer the door. Majesty slowly pimped towards me, gave me my plate and pimped to the door like he normally did. Once there, he opened it wide. What up, Felicia? Majesty said, not really caring for her. Majesty could be a snotty-ass kid if you let him. Ma, it's Felicia. I rolled my eyes because I already knew what she wanted. Some liquor. Our friendship started off as a you-help-me-and-I-help-you sort of situation, but lately it had turned into a I-do-everything-for-your-ass-and-you-don't-do-shit-for-me. Alright, let her in. And get Jaden and tell him to bring my coffee, I repeated. I'm tired of talking to him. I'm right here, Ma, Jaden said, walking into the living room. He handed me my coffee, and both Jaden and Majesty grabbed their book bags and headed for the door. Their style changed a little over the years. Majesty wore his hair in short crop style, and Jaden liked his hair long and braided to the back. I'll see you when we get back home from school, Jaden continued. Ma, you got some lunch money for us? Majesty asked. You know I don't got no damn money. Tell them people at the school to give you something to eat. But they said you already owe too much money, Majesty continued, and that you got to start paying them back. Don't make me get up and fuck you up. I paused, looking at him seriously. Now get the fuck out of here and get to school. I said I don't have no damn money. When they left, Felicia sat in the living room with me, and I poured a little bit of vodka into two glasses, giving myself the most. Girl, your sons are too cute. They so pretty, they look like little girls, she said, down all of her drink. Bitch, don't say no shit like that to me. I ain't raising no girls. I'm raising boys. 
That was a compliment, she said, frowning. I wasn't trying to make you mad. Well, I don't like it, I told her. Would you want somebody calling you a man? Fuck no. Then so be it. Relax, Harmony. I didn't mean it like that, she continued. But I know you got so much to deal with what the little girl's calling here for them, don't you? She then shook her cup for me to pour some more vodka in it. I looked at her glass knowing full well I wasn't giving her shit else. Yeah, they call her all the time. And I gave them young bitches the business, too. Especially Ivory, the little girl who likes Jaden. She relentless with her nagging ass. He ain't feeling her too much, though. He not like Majesty who loves the girls 24-7. She laughed and said, I feel that, girl. Uh, can I have a little more? Yeah, when you finally buy a bottle. She looked a little pissed but didn't care. So you still fucking Diamond's husband? I laughed and said, So I wouldn't give you some liquor, and now you decide to ask me about your cousin's husband. I asked because I heard they moving again because of you. Diamond says she think Dewey's still fucking you, and she gotta get her husband out of here. What? Her exact words were that she wasn't gonna let Miss Scarface slash ripped earlobe steal her man. I laughed because the ugly jokes couldn't hurt me no more. Well, we gonna do us. And that's all you need to know. She laughed and said, so, you got any smoke on you? What you talking about? Come on, girl, you know. I had a 20 bag of weed, but I wasn't giving her shit. I got a little something, but what you gonna give me for it? What you want? You know what I want. For you to testify against that bitch for me in court. I told her, walking to the cabinet to get the bag. I don't know why I gotta keep asking you anyway. If you didn't tell me it was cool to go on when I did, I would have never known about the money or the smoke. She my cousin, Harmony. Damn, you know I can't testify for you. You shouldn't have broken into her apartment. Nobody knows I broke into her apartment. Diamond just thinks it was me because she hates me. You're the only one who knows for sure. But don't forget you smoked her shit up right with me. I continued. All you gotta do is tell the judge that I was with you that night. That's it. If I'm with her cousin, you know they can't pin this shit on me. She was silent for a while, but I knew I finally had her. The only person broker than me was her. And if she didn't have me as a friend, that meant she wouldn't have liquor or weed. I could supply my own high, but she couldn't. Okay, roll that shit up. And pour me another glass of vodka, too. I rolled my eyes and did what she wanted. We spent the next 20 minutes getting high, and I couldn't wait to get this court shit over with. I hated court, and had been in court for more things than a little over the past few years. I had been locked up for shoplifting, for fighting, for selling pussy, and for robbery. If my father could see me now, I wonder what he'd have to say about me. He probably would be disappointed. But I checked out on life a long time ago, and now I just did whatever I had to to get by. It's funny how life can go a different way for you. I wonder where I'd be if my parents were still around. I wonder what a woman who shot your mama in the face is. Is it your sworn testimony, Miss Felicia Coon, that Harmony Phillips was with you on the entire night the Diamond Coon's apartment was broken into? Judge Patricia Barksdale asked her. I needed her to stick to our story, and I was confident she would. The only thing that gave me a little doubt was that I saw them talking to each other outside the courtroom earlier. I hope Diamond wasn't able to convince her to go against me. Diamond wanted nothing more than to have me arrested, especially since I was fucking her husband. We were even together earlier in the day and had plans to be together later that night. He could give a fuck about me breaking into her apartment and told me several times he had made a mistake by marrying her. I wanted Dewey to be mine. I wanted somebody to finally love me and I was hoping it was him. 
At first, I thought Ramsey would love me, since he couldn't get a girl like me otherwise. But it turned out that he was just setting me up for Jason to catch me. I didn't even know what Jace wanted. Was he after the kids, or did he know I was involved in the attempt on his life? Not only did Ramsey try to set me up, I found out how he knew how to get in contact with Jace. He had got back with Marisol, and they had gotten married while he was living with me. That's the day he got all dressed nicely. He was a married man and was going to deliver my kids and me over to Jace to get us out of his house. That whole thing he did by asking me if I wanted to go was to throw me off, and it worked. Turned out he never wanted me to begin with. Don't lie, Felicia. Tell the fucking truth. I'm sorry, I didn't say that right. It is 2003. It is 2003. <clears throat> Don't lie, Felicia. Tell the fucking truth. Her cousin Diamond Coon yelled in the courtroom. You know damn well this bitch was not with you. The judge banged her gavel and said, Order in court. Order in court. When Diamond was silent, she said, Now, Miss Coon, I don't know how you handle things where you live, but in my courtroom, you will maintain your composure, she demanded. One more outburst like that and you will be in contempt of court and I will throw this case and you out immediately. Do I make myself clear? Diamond rolled her eyes and said, Yes, your honor, judge. I was laughing like shit inside. I was going to get away with all this shit and there was nothing that bitch could do about it. Now, Miss Coon, is it your sworn testimony that Harmony Phillips was with you the entire night Diamond Coon's apartment was broken into? Yeah. She was with me and we were playing bingo. So she couldn't have broken into her apartment. My cousin was mistaken. The judge looked at Felicia suspiciously, but things were out of her hands. I had an alibi. The judge ruled in my favor, and me and Felicia were on our way out the door when Diamond came behind me and pushed me. I fell face first into the cold, dirty floor and turned around. I jumped up as fast as I could, and we started fighting in the court building. I was flailing wild punches at her until a cop snatched me up, while another snatched her up and pulled her someplace else. I was still fussing at her until I saw a familiar face staring at me. She had aged a bit, but it was still her all the same. It was my Aunt Angela. If she was there, it meant it wasn't long before someone from my past found me. It could be Jace, or it could be Callie. All I could think of was that I didn't want to die. Twin problems, Majesty and Jaden Phillips. Majesty was in the back of the class, looking at the cute little girl on the desk directly in front of him. The blue jeans he wore were ragged, and the white shirt he had on wasn't too clean. Still, there was a swagger about Majesty that the girls were automatically attracted to. Rocket, Majesty whispered. Rocket was a cute girl whose boyfriend, Baisley, was on the football team. Rocket, Majesty, and Baisley. Baisley, my people. Baisley. Like, not Paisley. And not Baxter. Not Bennett. Not Barry. Not Bacall. Bacall's stupid, too, but it's better than Baisley. Baisley's not even a fucking word. The fuck is a Baisley? Majesty and Baisley. These sound like white people's names whose parents are fucking rich actors. I will never forgive them niggas for naming that kid Apple either. Even though Majesty knew how deep Baisley and his crew were, it didn't stop him from hitting on his girlfriend. Turn around, I gotta ask you something, he smiled. Boy, shut up, Jaden, who was also in the class with him, said. You loud as shit. Man, you shut up, Majesty combated. I wasn't even talking to you. But the girl don't want to be bothered. Majesty wasn't paying his brother any mind. Rocket, let me get your number. For what? She flirted back. You know I got a boyfriend. 
That ain't got shit to do with me. I'm trying to get to know you, and I know you want to get to know me too. Finally, Rocket turned around and said, You mess with me and I can't hear the teacher, she smiled. There was no denying that she really did like him. You gonna get me in, Majesty Phillips? Come up here right now and answer the question on this board, since you want to interrupt my class with side conversations. What? I don't even know what the problem's about, Majesty said, pulling his cap further down his head to hide his eyes. Majesty always wore a cap, and it acted as a safety mechanism against other people. Under his cap, he felt no one could see how much he hated himself inside. Exactly. Now, since you want to disrupt my class, come up here and do it in front of everyone. Majesty was so embarrassed, but he reluctantly got out of his seat. On his way to the board, Rocket placed a piece of paper in his hand. He didn't look at it right away because he didn't want the teacher taking it from him. Reluctantly, he approached the board because school scared him in general. Like his brother, he could barely read. Harmony never bothered to teach him anything by way of education. Once at the blackboard, Majesty stared at the math problem confused. He didn't know where to start because it all looked foreign to him. Go ahead, answer the question, the teacher persisted. I'm not sure how to answer it, he said, looking at Rocket, who was trying to look away. She was embarrassed for him. Well, you not being sure how to answer the problem is not good enough for me. You interrupted my class and now I want you to answer this problem. And my pupils do too, she stared, looking out amongst them. Don't you, class? That's fucked up. They all agreed. That's also fucked up. But what the fuck they gonna say? Nah, teach. Let the nigga off the hook. Like, you know he can't read good. What the fuck, dog? Like, leave the little nigga alone. You wearing a stinking ass shirt too? Let stinking ass majesty sit down, old pissy ass boy. Pissy back boy, look at him. Old head ass, pussy ass, pissy ass boy. Like, look at him. Yeah, he, he can't fight. Look at him. He can't even read. Hey, I'm going to write this down on a piece of paper. The words that he wrote down were pissy ass boy. What this say right here, boy? What this say right here? Can't even read it, can you? Say pissy ass boy, pissy ass boy. Look at him, pissy ass boy. Pissy ass. What you going to do, pissy ass boy? I smell you before I see you. Oh, pissy ass boy. You smell like a, you know what your name is? Your name is Waterfall. That would be falling off the side of your bed, huh? Pissy ass boy, pissy ass boy. Look at you, pissy ass face. Your whole body yellow. You high yellow because you be pissing in the bed laying on, pissy ass boy. Look at you looking like a fucking highlighter. Neon yellow and shit, pissy ass boy. Look at you, pissy ass boy. You you be going into the girl's bathroom because you can't read the boy bathroom sign, can't you, old pissy ass boy? Pissy ass. Look at you, pissy ass boy. Leave him alone, teach. You don't have enough, ain't you, pissy ass boy? Pissy ass. Look at you. Look at you, pissy-ass boy. You smell like piss. They all agreed. It was settled. Majesty was going to have to do an awful job of attempting to answer the problem until the teacher said, Majesty, are you okay? I mean, did you cut yourself? No, why? He turned around and looked at her suspiciously. Because you're bleeding. Go to the nurse's office right now. Majesty tried to look at himself, but he couldn't. The blood was in an awkward position. I'm going with him, Jaden said right along his brother. The teacher knew better than to come between the closest and their bond, so she allowed them both to leave. Nurse's office. The nurse's office was cold and open, and Majesty and Jaden sat as quietly as possible waiting on the verdict. When Majesty first came into her office, the nurse's mouth dropped when she saw the amount of blood on Majesty's clothing. Since she was not authorized to conduct a full examination, she immediately called the paramedics. Are you okay, son? The nurse asked. Are you in any pain? No, I just don't know what's going on, he said, holding his brother's hand. Me either, son. 
But we're going to find out right away, she said, examining Majesty carefully with a once-over. When the paramedics arrived, they took off his clothing and briefly looked over his file. A call was placed to his mother that went unanswered. They didn't realize that Harmony was locked up at court earlier that day and was unable to answer the phone. Unable to wait on Harmony any longer, after some time, Majesty and Jaden were placed on the back of an ambulance and rushed to the hospital. After an examination, there were four or five doctors in the room who didn't understand the information the school nurse had on Majesty Phillips' chart versus what they saw. Physically, they saw one thing, but clerically, the chart said another. He's a girl. Majesty, I have good news, the doctor said in a concerned tone. You're fine. There's nothing for you to worry about. But, but I'm, I'm a little confused on what the nurse has on your health record as your sex. My sex? I'm not having none. I know, but she, she has on your record that you're, well, you're a boy. I am, he laughed, looking at his brother who hadn't cracked a smile. Have you seen the anatomy of a woman in school? The anatomy of a woman, Jaden interjected. What do you mean? What, what that mean? The doctor looked at the nurse in the room and she put her head down. It was unbearable for her because she already knew what had happened. For whatever reason, someone had told these children that there was something that they weren't. She could tell with one look at Majesty's low-cut hairstyle and her baggy clothing that the child believed in all her heart that she was a boy when she was far from it. Anatomy means the bodily structure. In other words, a man's body is different from a woman's. Okay. The doctor knew it was best to just come out with it. Son, I, I mean, Majesty, you're not a boy. In fact, you're a girl. What? No, I'm not a girl. She sat up straight on the bed. Don't tell me that because it's not true. I want my mother. Where's my mother? Majesty, you had your menstruation cycle today. That's why we had so much blood on your clothing. You're a girl. That can't be true because that would mean I am too, Jaden said. Unlike her sister, she was secretly happy to hear the news. She always felt like something was off about her. Despite the short haircuts her mother made her get when she was young and the boy clothes she made them wear. I'll have my doctors examine you as well. But if you have the same anatomy as your sister, then you're probably also a girl. Upon hearing the news, Majesty felt dizzy. Unlike Jaden, she liked who she was or who she thought she was. She could never see being a girl and having to face people at the school. She hated the idea of her life changing in this way and wondered why their mother would have lied to them so viciously. Majesty vowed then that no matter what, if it was in her power, she'd make her mother pay. Damn. When the kids find out, they're going to be like, pissy ass girl. Oh, pissy ass. You think I care because you, you, you a girl now? You pissy ass. Pissy ass girl. Pissy ass. That's all. Kids are brutal. Also, they mom fucking hates women. Like, it's not a secret. We know why she did this. It's fucking horrible she did it to her kids. But we also know she fucking hate her kids. So it all works out. It all makes sense. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't work out. But it is what it is at this juncture. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. 
you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast.